Now, what do we do? What do we do if we have not a vowel stem, but instead we have a consonantal stem like our other paronym verb, lipo? All right, let's take a look. We add a sigma, and it goes like that. All right, bits, say that. Okay, again, like so, right? What does that sound like? Exactly. And so what you get here is a change that takes place with a compound consonant when the sigma is added. Remember I said to you when we were doing the alphabet that there were two kind of late additions to the alphabet of Greek, and they were C and C, because these letters were actually a labial and a sigma and a guttural and a sigma. So, Danny, what do you think, as an example, the future of Ago will be? Oxo. Is that right? Or Oxo. Oxo. Right. So now we use what has been so near and dear to your heart. That is the chart of the consonants. Once again. I'm going to go over to this board. Remember we had k, k, and k for the gutturals. We had p, th, and th for the labials. And for the dentals, t, d, and th. So, what we actually have is when you add the sigma for the future, at the end of a stem, which ends with one of these, you then are going to have a combination letter show up, at least in two out of the three cases. So, ago, here's an example, so becomes Oxo. And here, with this one, we have uh, uh, lipo. Uh, let's take a different one. Haven't we had grapho to write? Okay. Grapho with a sigma becomes grapso. Now, you can see with my examples, this is what's interesting about this. Any guttural produces C. Any labial <coughs> produces C. Okay? So, just like I had uh, like so to produce like so, notice any labial produces C. Now with the dentals, have we had pytho to persuade? Yes. yes. Okay. 
Let's use pytho. Pytho plus the sigma. What happens there? Here's what happens. With pytho or any other dental, the sigma simply kicks the dental out. And you wind up with piso. Like that. Let me state the principle generally now. When you have a guttural, a labial, or a dental, and you add the sigma, that's at the end of the stem. The end of the stem. Now, what do I mean? I'm going to be very basic and straightforward here. By that I mean when you take the first principal part, like Leo, and you take the omega off, what letter is at the end of the stem? Ago. Take the omega off, aga. When you have a guttural at the end of the stem and add the sigma of the future, you get a C. When you have a labial at the end of the stem and add the sigma for the future, you get a C. And when you have a dental, dental kicks out, and the sigma kicks out the dental, and you just have a sigma. So that's right, Nicketh. Piso could, in theory, have been from pi-o. And just adding a sigma on there, pi-so. Could have been a vowel step in that sense. Now, what you have to do for this chapter, what you have to do for this chapter is add in one more possibility with each category. By that I mean there's another letter or combination of letters that also functions as a guttural, that functions as a labial, that functions as a dental. Let me show you. Here, let's go from the bottom up on the chart. A zeta functions as a dental, rather logically, right? So the future of sozo is so-so. Under labial, a p-tau combination functions as a labial. Now, just look up on the board here. Stop copying down for a second. This is actually very logical for this reason. Because the P, I'm sorry, the tau is a dental. The signal just kicked that up. Well, then what's it confronting? A P. And that's a labial. So we have had the verb klepto. Klepto will produce Eden, uh, klepso, klepso, exactly. 
And now this last one is the only one that you just got to straight out put into your memory. All right? And that is double sigma. Double sigma functions as a guttural. Double sigma will function as if it were a guttural. And so we have had the verb keriso to announce, to proclaim. The future of keriso is keriso. 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 So, what you have here are, for the chart, really four possibilities for each, not just three possibilities for each. Let me review what's up on the chart over here on this board. Just so everybody's on board. This sigma that I've got here represents the sigma that you're adding for the future. The future. Yes. Your these letters represent the final letter of the stem. Actually, of the root, I guess you could also say, because you're using the first principle part. So, this, when I say double sigma, I mean like this. I mean like that. Okay, just so you see what that chart is doing there. So, all of the verbs that we have had thus far in chapters 3, 4, 5, and 6, you can just go ahead, slap the sigma on the sucker, and make your futures. Okay? Yep. This vocabulary has been very carefully selected, Vince. Okay. Right. Now, your problem, your problem, is not going to be producing these forms as much as it is going to be back translating them. Why? You're going to say keripso, and you're going to have to figure, hey, is that kerigo, keriko, keriko, keriso, you know, what is it? Thus, what I'm going to put up for you now on the board, or using that chart, is reasonably speaking, in experiential terms, are all of these equally likely? The answer is no. The answer is some of these consonants or consonant combinations are more likely than others to be concluding verb forms. Let me show you what those are now. You might want to take this down. This is not in the book. So in general, these new ones that we have added 
are all quite common possibilities. In addition, I would say these aspirated ones are pretty common. Then, beside that, this and this. The ones that I have not circled are really not that live an option. That is to say, you don't have a lot of verbs ending in a tau. You don't have a lot of verbs ending in a delta. You don't have a lot of verbs ending in a kappa. I don't know why. I mean, it's just, I'm just thinking as I observe the verbs that I see and the ones that are around, just don't have that many. Now, 